Welcome. You're listening to Wedding Venue Business Radio, a podcast for anyone who is thinking about starting or is already a few years deep into their own wedding venue business. Whether your property is on the beach or in the middle of the country or smack dab in the heart of downtown, this show is designed for you. I'm your host, Ami Quirconi. I'm the author of How to Turn Your Rural Property into a Wedding Venue Business, and I have a new business book called The Fearless Woman's Guide to Starting a Business. I'm a business coach, consultant, former wedding venue owner, and I'm here to help you. So if your dream is to be your own boss by hosting one of the best days a family has in their lives on your property, then you're in the right place. Hi there, and welcome back. Now, when it comes to having a successful wedding, couples are always on the hunt for lots of information to help them plan their big day. And it's not just what they're looking for in a venue. They're looking for any kinds of ideas and inspiration, tips and tricks and strategies that are going to help them put together their their big day, even if they're working with a wedding planner. Now, as a venue owner, you might think that only wedding planners are allowed or able to offer this kind of help, but that's actually not true. In fact, as a venue owner, I spend a great deal of time advising my couple on a range of topics related to planning a wedding at my locations. And that's because if they are doing it the DIY um, approach, you're the expert on how weddings work at sites like yours. So, I believe that having a blog is a great way of leveraging your expertise, but it also helps increase awareness for your venue and shows off the weddings that you have actually hosted, especially if you're trying to build up a following that you don't actually have. And so I've put together some tips on building an effective blog for your wedding venue business. Now, first of all, why do you actually need to have a blog on your wedding venue website? Well, people spend a lot of time on social media thinking that buying ads or posting there is going to increase awareness. But truthfully, most people are still getting a bulk of their information from good old-fashioned internet searches. So if it's the early days of your business and you don't have a lot of website visits, a blog can help bring you traffic and establish your expertise and trustworthiness. A venue-oriented blog written for couples is also a great way to provide helpful content as you grow your backlog of weddings on your property. In other words, you can still write about things couples need without having a bunch of weddings to show off. Okay, so you put your keywords into your website copy and your meta descriptions. That should be enough, right? Well, maybe, but here's also what a blog does. Blog posts put more search keywords into the internet world, increasing your likelihood of getting caught in your couple's worldwide casting net. You can't get enough keywords stuffed into your website copy without it being too text-heavy, and blog posts are that workaround. Also, when you're posting regularly, even if it's only once a month, the search engine elves assume that you have the most up-to-date information to help answer the searcher's questions. That means your post or page will get a higher ranking than a website that hasn't been recently updated or a post that's older than yours. And I have to tell you, if your aim is to actually develop yourself into a six-figure wedding venue location, this is something you should strongly consider. Okay, so the types of blog articles that a wedding venue can publish. Well, to use your blog to attract couples, you have to realize that they don't even know you exist, maybe, especially in your early days. Otherwise, you wouldn't need to worry about attracting them, right? So you have to have a reason or a way for them to find you, and that reason is to answer a question that they have. But to do it well, you have to make the post about your couple and their needs, not about you and your venue. And you have to remember that those needs are different depending on where the couple is on their buyer's journey, something that I talk about in my book. So when you come up with a blog plan, think about the stage of the journey your couple will be most helpful in. 
Now, for a review, here are those stages. First, the awareness stage. This is when couples have just gotten engaged and are aware that they need to figure out where to have their wedding. At this time, they're looking for help deciding which kind of venue they should get married at. Next is the consideration stage. At this point, the couple has narrowed their ideas down and has a list of their needs and their requirements and their, you know, must-haves and their wish list. But now they're looking for the options in their venue list that actually match up with all of this. And then finally, they get to the decision stage. And this is the point at which the couple is almost ready to book, but now they need to make that final, that final choice. Now, if you also remember from my book, to get from the awareness stage down to become a list of one of their finalists, your messaging and branding has to create one or all three of these following feelings. One, when people are looking at your information, they have to feel like they can trust you. Two, when they're reviewing all of the information about you and your venue, they have to see themselves there. They feel like that they would belong. And three, the final feeling is fear. Your messages can't create fear in them that would push your couple away, or your messages have to alleviate fears you know that they have, and you can show that you can actually prevent those from happening by doing business with you. So that means that when you are putting your post together, you have to be thoughtful, not only in when you post, but what you say and how you say it so that you can be intentional about the result you want. And that's a mistake that a lot of people don't actually consider. Now, so here's a few type of posts that you can help to, uh, to create all of that. One is your post can be practical planning tips and advice. You can share with couples to help them prepare for their wedding day at your rural location. For example, after watching dozens of weddings with hundreds of women in high heels struggling every summer to walk on grass, I wrote an article about the importance of proper footwear at an outdoor venue. But I also included in it tips for couples on how to let their guests know ahead of time what the terrain would be like and making some fashion suggestions. You can also write posts about wedding design and decoration ideas. And this is great because you can constantly repurpose photographs from your past weddings, even if you haven't hosted many of them yet, by combining them into articles focused on one aspect of wedding decorating or design. These are a form of a blog post called a roundup. Using my previous example, you could have a post like breast by, uh, best bridal footwear for an outdoor wedding. And in the post, you can show pictures of past weddings at your venue and shoe styles worn by real brides. Now, another type of post that you can write is, of course, the prolific real wedding profiles. This post is the go-to for most venues and usually the only blog post most venues do. This post is an article about one couple and their wedding at your location. A post like this is a chance to show an entire wedding theme for prospective couples, but it's also a way to strengthen your relationship with the vendors and the couple themselves. Plus, these posts give you a chance to backlink to other vendors and their websites, increasing your own site's authority in searches. Now, when you write a blog post, you have to hook them with the headline. Because you know, it doesn't matter how great an article is if the headline isn't interesting enough to get you to click the link. That's why crafting a catchy headline for your blog post is so important. But before you think that your headline has to be all sexy and captivating, headlines are also SEO opportunities, especially if your post is a how-to or a roundup. I like to think of the headline as the long-tail keyword search term your couples are typing into the search bar. So let's use this podcast episode you're listening to, for example. The title or headline pretty much answers the question or variations of how do I attract couples to my wedding venue website? 
Here's another example of a headline for a real wedding profile. Most vendors post a blog article with a headline like this, Jack and Melissa Brown's wedding. Well, now that's great, except who is Jack and Melissa Brown? Remember, you have to assume that no one knows you yet, and they probably definitely don't know Jack or Melissa. Instead, you want to try something that sounds like this. Tasty love story inspires a delicious wedding theme. See how this couple celebrated with a taco bar at their reception. Now, this example has a headline and a subheadline with some power keywords and a little curiosity factor. Now, in the body of this article, you can then include some personal details from the couple that you learned when you worked with them, like how they met at Taco Tuesday night at one of their local college bars, for example. But then you can't forget to be helpful and sprinkle in some real practical tips for other couples thinking of doing the same thing at, your wed- at their own wedding. Share what the couple did to incorporate their theme into their wedding day and share what you and your venue did to make it happen. Maybe you have a particular area on the property just for food trucks that was pretty key for helping them get this taco-themed wedding going. Or perhaps it's your flexible decoration policy that let them be able to feel like they could decorate it and set up the place however they wanted to. In a blog post, you get to talk about your venue features without making it all about you. You make it about the couple and how you helped them. This means that you have to have a who, the couple, and the how for your future couple. The personal details also show that you're a venue owner who cares about their couple because obviously you took the time to get to know them and you took an interest in helping them create their perfect day. This is one way that you get to build trust. And then, of course, you want to post several pictures of their wedding at your venue so that other couples can now imagine themselves being married at your location, as well as getting inspired and getting some ideas. And then this in then turn and creates that feeling of belonging. Now, how long should your blog posts be? I suggest 500 words minimum, 900 words maximum. It's because you want to have enough copy for the details, the keywords, and also to give credit to the vendors in the photos. But you also want to remember that couples will likely just be browsing images, so make sure that the blog format makes it easy to do both. Now, here are some final tips to make your posts really sweet and super sticky. One, don't forget to credit and backlink to the photographers. First, I'm just going to tell you this. Photographers get screwed a lot in the wedding industry because people share and reshare all of their pictures without ever telling anyone who took them. Don't do that. Give all the photo credits to the photographers because they deserve it. Next, you want to remember to add alt text to the images to help improve your SEO. Since search engines can't see pictures, alt text describes the photos to the bots. Plus, alt text is an accessibility feature of the internet, letting people who can't see pictures still get the breadth and depth of your content. So when you're creating your alt text, include your venue name in the description. An example is pink two-layer gluten-free wedding cake on wood table at Mystic Meadows Wedding Venue. In your post, you also always want to show smiling and happy faces. One of the best ways to get the oxytocin flowing in your visitors is by showing them people smiling. Oxytocin is called the trust hormone, and it's released when our bodies feel safe, and smiling faces are safe faces. And so when we see people who are having the time of their lives at your location, our brain takes the cue and says, hey, if those people trust them, so can we. Also, don't forget your call to action. Now, this can be as simple as a single line that reminds the reader to, contact, to go to your contact page or gives them a link so that they can set up a tour or maybe even read more articles. 
Now, you don't have to publish weekly, but you do have to publish consistently. I suggest monthly as a minimum. However, once you actually see how easy it is to create new posts based on some of these ideas, you're going to find that you're going to have enough posts to be able to do something once a week. And I've actually included a link in the podcast notes to a 12-month calendar that actually has some ideas for you as a wedding venue owner on how to structure your blog. Now, finally, if you're able to do it with your website, add a pin it button because you're going to go through all the trouble of collecting the photos. You're going to write a great blog and you're going to be inspiring the readers. But then what? Maybe they right click and save the images. Maybe they don't. But if you add a pin it button to your website, you make it super easy for someone to save the image to their own Pinterest board, which a lot of couples use for planning their wedding and the link back to you and your website. Now, can you imagine if someone else sees this image on Pinterest while they're doing their own wedding researches and then they repin the same image? Can you not see how this is going to be very helpful to increasing your venue's awareness? Finally, you're saying, wonderful advice in me. Thank you. It's just too bad that I can't write to save my life. Yes, I understand. This is a genuine problem for most people. Heck, even I'm a writer and sometimes I can get overwhelmed with having to keep up with a blog. So I get it. But there are lots of freelancers who can help you out with that. And if you actually just give them the details, they can write the articles for you and usually well under $100 per article. I actually do use resources like Upwork or Fiverr to find freelancers to write when I actually need an extra hand and I fall behind. In the end, blogging is a great way to attract visitors and build awareness of your wedding venue. Your blog should be helpful, engaging, and inspiring for any couple at any stage in the buyer's journey. And the 12-month content planner that I've included with ideas will help you generate posts that will help get you more views on your website and maybe even keep readers coming back for more information. So you can click the link to download a copy if you'd like, and you can keep listening to this podcast or head over to my website, weddingvenuebiz.com. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Wedding Venue Business Radio. All of the information talked about in this episode can be found at weddingvenuebiz.com. There you'll also find links to the book, online courses, and a way to contact me if you have any suggestions for the show or are interested in business coaching. Until next time, have a great day.